Tuesday Fall Conception Daniel, Ayer, Warner and another officer are in Baker's office. Daniel tries to round the people up. He says, ahem, ah, people. He interrupts him, saying, come on, Daniel, you're in charge now. He replies, yeah, well, I'm not used to this sort of thing. Warner gives him some words of encouragement, but then Daniel starts to talk about the problem at hand. He says, why did Eve decide to attack the precinct? Air speculates, was it to get rid of us? And another cop says, maybe that Japanese guy knows something about it. Daniel says, you're right, but where did he go? I bet he's snooping around the criminal ID lab on the third floor. Air leaves and explores the station to go look for Maida. She finds him very quickly on the third floor within the criminal ID lab. He is stood talking to a lab technician. She calls to him from across the room. She says, I thought you'd be here. He replies asking, how did she guess? He then adds, this kind of place makes him think clearly. Air walks over to him while Daniel also enters the room. Daniel then says, hey Maida, why did Eve attack the precinct? Ea adds, what I want to know is why she didn't show herself this time. She could feel her presence. As soon as she arrived, she then disappeared. Maida speculates it could be a distraction. Daniel wonders what the distraction could be for. And Maida says that is there a sperm bank that conducts artificial insemination nearby. Adding, well, I don't think Eve's body will last much longer. Right now, the mitochondria are just parasites in her body. Daniel asks, so she's trying to create the ultimate being like she did in Japan? If so, we can stop her from getting there. She'll die eventually. I think a doctor at the St. Francis Hospital specialised in artificial insemination. Air tells Maida to go, and Daniel asks what about him. She replies, saying, you're the captain for now, remember, and you got to look after the precinct. We're then taken to the world map, and we can select the hospital. Air is now driving the car and she has a conversation with Maida on the way. She asks him what's wrong, because he's quite quiet. Maida then thinks about this with some airs and arms, but adds, I wonder why Daniel didn't come with us. Air tells him he said he's going to get the date on Clamp, and he also wants to be with Ben. Air changes the subject and asks the creature that was born in Japan what happened to it. The reply is that it died, along with the scientist that was its father. Air wants to know how a monster like that died. Maida tells her there was a rebellion. The mitochondria passed from the father didn't connect with the ones passed from Eve. It began to deteriorate and the father held onto the dissolving flesh and they died. Air states, even though it's a monster, I guess it's still your child. We fade out and end up at the St. Francis Hospital. Maida says here it is. Ea disconnects from reality for a second to say this hospital, thinking about her memories. Maida tells her, it's hot here, it looks like Eve is inside. Ea tells him to wait, but just before she runs in, Maida says, wait, take this, it's another charm. He says, take this, it's a bell to keep away the bad spirits and just hold on to it, and it's another charm, from Maida to Ea. Ea moves into the hospital, the place looks deserted as she enters the reception area. Moving through the hallways, she sees the little girl again. The girl is on the other side of a glass door and Air can't get to her. She attempts to interact with her, but the girl just turns around, runs away and disappears just like every other time. Air questions herself, Maya? 
or was it just my reflection? Being able to unopen this door, Ea turns around and uses the elevator to explore the hospital some more. She gets on, pushes a button, and the car moves. However, it suddenly stops and Eve says, going down. Ea realises what's happening and says, oh no, the elevator cables. Eve cuts them and then the car then drops to the bottom of the shaft. Fortunately for Ea, this isn't very far and she's unhurt. She presses the button, the doors open and she exits. She only takes a few steps when Eve speaks again. Night, night, don't let the bedbugs bite. Ea turns and exclaims, oh no, the power. She looks down the corridor and a room at the bottom there is some sparks from some equipment, then everything goes dark before the emergency lighting kicks in. Now in the dimly lit corridors, Ea tries a door, and notes that Eve is trying to trap her in. She's cut the main power line. She moves to the other elevator, stating one's broken, and without power, the other's useless. She now has no choice and explores the basement of the hospital, looking for a way out. She makes her way to a stairwell, only to once again hear Eve. Hope you enjoy your stay. The stairs then rumble and collapse, blocking Ea's escape. She turns around and heads back to the basement, looking around at the other rooms. In these, she finds some vital items from a storeroom, one of them being a first fuse. She then sees the little girl again upon exit. She shouts to the girl, Maya, wait, it's me. Why are you dressed in these clothes? You must be cold. The child turns to the right and disappears again. Ea has no choice but to continue to explore when she finds herself in an autopsy room where she finds a key. And this key allows her to move into a secondary area of the basement. Immediately, she sees a little girl again. She calls out to her, wait, it's me. But once again, the girl turns around and runs off once more, leading Ea somewhere. Ea follows the girl into an office where she finds more fuses for the electrical box. This enables her to backtrack her way to the main circuit board. She puts the fuses in, reconnects the cables, and restores the power to the hospital. Air then gets back on the working elevator and moves back up to the floor above. Getting off the elevator, she sees the little girl again. However, there's a second. Air identifies these girls as Maya and herself. The girls walk back through to the reception area, but now when Air follows, another door has opened up. In this new room, Ea finds two people, a patient and a doctor. The patient speaks, saying, I don't know about you two, but I'm getting out of here. The doctor attempts to stop the patient, saying, Mrs. Newsbomb, what about your medication? The patient doesn't care, however, saying it's no use to me if I'm dead. Then they turn around and run out. Ea turns to the doctor and asks if she's okay. The doctor says, fine, however, there's a nurse trapped in the other room. Could you help her out? Ea walks to the room next door. As she moves into the room, we see it's familiar from all the previous visions. Ea notes this and says, I've seen this room before. She starts to get hot and then says she knows she's been here before, but why and what was she doing? The screen fades white and we see the visions again. Again, girls appear on the beds. We see the doctor and the hospital corridors, the reception area and a shot from outside. Returning, there's a small boss battle to which Ea easily defeats the beasts. She then finds the nurse in the corner and speaks to her. The nurse says, I thought I was done for sure, thank you. Air tells her she's glad to help, but she could be helped by telling her where the doors to the next elevator lead. The nurse says it's the storage area of the hospital. It's where they keep the oxygen tanks and the main supply of liquid nitrogen. 
Leia asks why they have nitrate nitrogen, but the nurse doesn't really know. But she gives her a green key card so she can go find out by herself. She doesn't want to stay to find out what happens next, turns around and leaves. With this card, Aya moves back to the main corridor where she first saw Maya behind the glass door. The doctor is now here, looking for people to help. Aya asks the doctor why the hospital uses liquid nitrogen, and she's told it's for a few different things. You can freeze off warts and such, but the main use is for research. It keeps the sperm bank from spoiling. Aya then wants to know how she can turn that off. And the doctor tells her there's a valve you can turn off in the storage area and asks why. Aya tells her there's no time to explain but wants to know which floor the lab is on and is told the 13th. She uses the card on the glass door and it opens. Through these doors, she moves into the cryo storage area on the left-hand side. There's some tanks and valves. She turns the valves, which stops the supply. She then turns around, leaves and gets on the working elevator and rides it all the way to the 13th floor. The 13th floor shows evidence of Eve's arrival, with burned bodies in the corridors. Aya opens a door. Entering, she moves through a series of offices which lead to the sperm lab area. Vats have been opened and knocked over by Eve. Papers are strewn all over the floor. Aya spots something in the mess. It's an HLA list, with Ben and Lorraine's name on it. She also finds some patient records. Aya notes it's her mother. Mariko Brea. It says December 23, 1977. Taken him with Maya Brea after an accident. Pronounced dead after cardiac arrest. The next file is Melissa Pierce. December 23, 1977. Emergency hospitalization. Operation successful. After six months of hospitalization, released. Needs medication from the hospital. Aya speaks to herself saying Melissa and Maya were brought into the hospital on the same day and operated on. No, it can't be. In this mess, she also finds an elevator key among the files. Just around the corner, there's another elevator where she can use this key. It's used and stepped inside and we fade to black. We start on a new scene. We're on the bridge of a large naval ship, an aircraft carrier. You can hear the equipment humming. The camera pans to the right, and the Admiral and the Captain are talking. The Admiral says fighter jets, prepare to launch and head towards Central Park. Remember, no unnecessary attacks. Target the enemy in the air and be alert. The Captain says, Manhattan's practically deserted, why don't they just... But the Admiral talks over him, no, Lynch. We haven't received orders from the President to attack yet. At this point, we need to look for the missing people from the park and warn the city. We then get an FMV, and it shows you the fighter jets powering up its engines in the takeoff from the aircraft carrier. They then fly over the water and into Manhattan at extremely low altitude in between the buildings. Same feeds and we end up back to air on the elevator. She presses the button and it moves, but she finds a container on the floor and says, oh no, an empty container from the sperm bank. As we exit the elevator, we're on the roof and there's a giant mutant spider. It's a two-part battle. You hurt it and it runs away and air gives chase. She battles more and the spider is defeated by falling through the roof, leaving a large hole. Suddenly, Eve shows up again. 
He speaks to Ea. So you've found this place. Ea states back to Eve her intentions. You're going to use the sperm to give birth to the ultimate being. Eve tells her she's a bright one. The first rebellion took place some years ago on a far-off eastern island. There, my sister committed a fatal error. However, I'm higher on that evolutionary chain than my sister, and I will never commit the same mistake again. Air goes to speak, saying you're not my, but Eve speaks over her. Finally caught on her. You feeble organisms depend on machines to do all the work. Air tells her to stop, but we fade into some FMV. A jet shoots past Eve and reforms up with another one. Eve then uses her power to turn the pilot in the rear jet into gel. This causes the two jets to collide. back to Eve and she says you've just witnessed the limitation of humans Ea begs at the stop but Eve says what if I don't want to it's a shame we couldn't understand each other Ea tells her the jet it's going to crash into the roof I've got to get out of here so now we need to try and escape and you can hear the jet getting closer and to get closer it gets louder so you run down to the left and find an external window cleaning lift Interact with that, and we get some more FMV of the jet crashing and Eve escaping. We return to Ea, and she's now on the lift. However, a creature busts through the glass, hitting the emergency brake, releasing it, causing it to drop. As it falls, Ea needs to battle the creature. It's a scorpion-like beast, but it's no match for Ea. She defeats it, pulls the brake, and stops the descent just in time. She's only several feet off the ground. She climbs over to the side and drops down. Daniel shouts, over here, Maida, and they both come running over to Air. She tells them, we don't have any time. Eve got away with the sperm sample. We fade to black and end up in the police car. Maida starts the conversation, thanking Daniel for saving him. Daniel scolds him slightly, telling him, you can study all you want, but you've got to brush up on other things too. No girl's going to want to be with you if you're going to be like that. Air changes the conversation, asking Daniel if everything's okay back at the station. Daniel tells her that's the thing. I found out several things about Clamp, but in the past, a doctor from that hospital was fired for giving out a patient's list. She questions the list, asking if he means it's like the HLA listing. He tells her these guys have access to just about everything, and he got some other info. He heard it from Warner, who was on to Melissa that she was going into that museum late at night on several occasions. Maida jumps in saying we need to go there, we must get there before the being is born. Daniel tells him to calm down and that's where they're going. But first they drop by the police station. They make the way at the open plan office. Maida comes running over saying, Here, Detective Warner has some new info. They move into Baker slash Daniel's office and Warner starts to tell them a story. Some time ago, a doctor at the hospital was fired for selling off patient records, and Melissa was seen going into the museum late at night several times. Daniel says he knew Clamp would be part of this somehow, and they should split up and search the entire city. Even Clamp must be meeting soon. Maida tells them they must hurry, because it will be too late once the ultimate being is born. Warner says he'll snoop around for more info and leaves. He says he's brought a walkie-talkie so they can all keep in touch. 
However, they'll split up and look for Eve, and if they find any trace of her, call for backup. Daniel runs off. Maida asks what they'll do, and Air says, let us know if anything comes up. We then fade to black. <laughs> 